Welcome to From Kitchen to Cause, the podcast where hospitality business owners just like you share their founding cause and how sharing your cause builds a lasting community. I'm Hilary Barr, your host, and today I'll be speaking with Eric Taylor. Eric is the founder of Team Vinche and Hideout Cafe in Miami, Florida. Team Vinche is devoted to the cause of equal consciousness and positive lifestyle practices. Their mantra is, leave places and people better than we found them. And today we'll discuss how this cause inspires Eric's community. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Can you tell us about Team Vinche and the Hideout Cafe? Sure. Yeah, our backbone is Team Vinche, which is a community organization that really strives to inspire by demonstration and by example and leading by example. I would say that community is really made up of leaders. It originally started more so as a running club, and, and then it expanded quickly into other various disciplines, all the way from swimming, biking, snowboarding, wakeboarding, a bunch of different activities and a different, uh, a bunch of various fitness disciplines and leaders within that space that also wanted to give back. So a key component of that, that philosophy is that while we're leading in the community with our own personal endeavors, it's also important to give back and not just sit back and expect everyone else to either know how to do it or actively do it. And that's what we found was that people wanted to give back. There's just not a lot of systems set up that people can easily, and it still has a very light and fun aspect to it. And that's why with our mission now uh, to live as eco-friendly as possible, strengthen our communities and inspire and create a more active and responsible public. That's what Team Venture, that's our aspiration there. And those are like our three pillars is live as eco-friendly as possible, strengthen our communities and create and inspire a more active and responsible public. What are some examples of how Team Venture inspires a more active and responsible public? So what we mean by that, for instance, to inspire a more active and responsible public, one of our tactics under that is creating inclusive events around the city that inspire people to become more active and give back to mm-hmm. those that may not have the resources. There's many examples I can give, but most recently we did a drive for school supplies for newly adopted foster children. So there's all these needs that come up in the community and sometimes they're, they're more timely. Like for instance, this one has to do with the schools uh, ho- hopefully starting back up at, at some point, but also not neglecting the fact that we still have a bunch of, uh, a handful at least, of kids being adopted and potentially not being given the resources to start off on the best possible. And by partnering with organizations that are really looking to forward the local community, we found that actually gives back to us as well in spades. The ROI is not just financial, it's also keeping ourselves and our staff engaged. You know, that's one way that we've pretty much gone on to hopefully inspire a more active, responsible public. Then strengthening our communities. You raise an important point that the ROI of having such a strong founding cause is not just financial. Your cause also keeps you and your team engaged. What role do partnerships with other organizations in your community play in sharing your cause? We really believe in partnerships. So that's a key focus of our business and our business model is we have upwards of 70 to 80 different types of partnerships around Miami. And that's why, depending on the different opportunities and the different types of events and uh, projects that we get involved in, we're able to uh, expand our resources by tapping into some of our partners 
that there's no contractual obligation necessarily. It's just out of, hey, by the way, we're doing this beach cleanup and we're going to be providing some food and beverage. Do you guys want to come on to and make it an amazing experience for everyone involved? And that's what we've become known for, really. And then adopting that community first attitude with our products and services has really led us down this path of trying to figure out how to live as sustainable and eco-friendly as possible. For instance, in Miami, one of the biggest things that we've done is switch to bamboo straw. And it's practical for a smoothie. The paper straw a lot of times doesn't do what we need it to do. And plastic straws obviously have been linked to a bunch of negative environmental causes. So we definitely want to keep continue pushing ourselves and others into the realm of not just even recycling, but reusing. And that's something that we see uh, a lot of our customer base, at least, and our, our community really strives for eliminating single-use anything if we could, but uh, at the very baseline, at least incentivizing people to bring their own water bottles. Tell me about Hideout Cafe and your experimental menu and how your cafe is part of sharing your cause. So the culmination, one of the projects that we worked on was the cafe, and that's what Hideout Cafe stands for, is half a community center and half a place to demonstrate some really uh, practical, clean ways of eating, regardless of your individual, uh, or considering that, and not regardless, but considering uh, many of the various lifestyles, such as uh, mm-hmm. plant-based, vegan, keto, uh, whatever different types of lifestyles people have, whether it's culturally belief, their personal, their personal <laughs> motives, or dietary restrictions. We like to, to create an inclusive space that invites everyone regardless of you know their dietary restriction and just to connect over the vibe and the energy of working on themselves and also giving back to the community. That's where the cafe came from. <laughs> really, we, we started off with a draft menu based upon recommendations from the community that we have, have built so far. And as we continue to evolve, the way we see it, what an experimental menu means to us is a menu that we have staples that people come from an hour or two away as a destination to have. But that being said, we want to encourage people that if they want something, we're going to make it for you when you come in. We recommend maybe the first time sticking to the menu, but we have many customers and and friends now that come three to four times a day. There's no menu that's going to be long enough for, for someone to, unless they're ordering the same thing over and over, which is cool too. But there I don't think Cheesecake Factory can accommodate uh, if someone was coming three to four times a day and wanted, wanted to ask us what's new. So we're constantly creating stuff. We're constantly playing around. And that's how we've landed on some happy mistakes that have created some of our best-selling items and most uh, viral content. But uh, yeah, so as, and as a experimental cafe, like we're actually, we do about three to four revisions a year of the menu. And then we always have a caveat on the menu that we're doing everything fresh. So if you want something done your way, we're going to make it for you. So just tell us exactly how you want it and we'll get it for you. If you have a certain way that you like something, which is a little bit counterculture. Personalization is a topic that many entrepreneurs are thinking about these days. What impact does putting the time into getting to know your customer's preferences and personalizing your customer experience have on your costs? 
I think what I've been seeing in the service industry, which is more like standardization. You mm-hmm. cannot personalize anything anymore. And so we're the total opposite where we're like, if you know exactly how you like your coffee, we're going to make it exactly like you want it. We're not going to stick to our, we'll guide you based upon our expertise and experience, but we want to cater to anyone from someone that's maybe first starting out on a diet, a specific type of diet. We have different foods that we can recommend to someone that just wants their morning coffee the exact way they want it and we'll make it that way every time for them so it creates that that sense of community even in a commercial establishment and that's why we've actually modeled it after living room so people feel just as comfortable in their living room as hey if your friend's making you something chances are you tell them exactly how you want it and they wouldn't tell you no i can't i can't customize that dish for you What are some ways that you communicate with your customers about your cause and how do you engage, say if somebody comes in for the first time to Hideout Cafe, how do you mm-hmm. share with them about your cause and try to engage them with it? Sure. So uh, for the first part is how do we basically tell people about what we're doing and, and really we show them. <laughs> for instance, on Instagram, it's a very visual medium. Um, some of our posts aren't about, hey guys, here's a new food dish, here's a food special, here's a smoothie, here's blah, blah. It's more or less well done. Hey, guys, if you're interested, next Friday we're having a Bay Area cleanup with some yoga afterwards come through. So we've created this environment that it's not super formal in a way, and we found that a lot of people tend to respond to that. It's more participatory. So it's, hey, guys, here's what's coming up, like here's the next event, or we have some events that are pretty much – as casual as can be every Wednesday, there's a track practice at Flamingo Park led by uh, our running coach, and it's he volunteers his time, and that's his community that he's cultivated. So if someone comes in and they says, hey, they say, hey, I want to get involved with running, we can advise them on some easy ways of getting not just the miles in with like-minded people, but also some training and, and some techni- technical skill set development, such as proper running form. Uh, that, that is all free. And so when people come to the cafe, they, they feel the vibe. They go, wow, I, I, or I met some of your community at this yoga event or this boot camp. And they told me I had to stop by. So it, it's really on demonstrating what we're about. And then people naturally get curious and they ask us. We've, we found mixed uh, success with pu- being too pushy <laughs> because um, you don't want to attract the wrong type of people either because that's what We're very, very highly focused on the experiential part of everyone that's engaged. If if we host it at the cafe, because we have a patio up front as well that we can use as like a starting point now, we're able to, if it's a run, we'll give everyone a ginger shot before or after, maybe a nice little coffee pre-workout, something to inspire people regardless of their socioeconomic status to, to come out and play and get to know people and get inspired and connect. And not in a way that's, that's too networky. Word of mouth is, is another way that we get our events out or our causes, if you will. Showing up that people notice. And a lot of our customers, they know what we do when we're not at the cafe. <laughs> we're, we're probably in a meeting with another local business about some cause that they, they find that is ailing the community and that's where we can also step in with what resources we know. So it's not just about like our, our purpose 
just by ourselves, but in conjunction with a lot of the other local businesses, everyone's got eyes and ears. So if, if a bunch of people are hearing the same thing, uh, chances are a bunch of people need to handle the same thing. So That's yeah. so interesting how your cafe came about. You were already following your cause. Your cafe was a byproduct of the cause that you were already very passionate about. And would you say yeah. that having your cafe revolve around your cause helps you out during challenging times? What kind of an impact do you think it makes for you when it is a difficult time? Yeah, so which is right now. That cause, sticking to that cause and demonstrating that cause is what gets us through the days that we may not hit our numbers. And for every rainy day, that's what we have to remember is why we're doing it. If we're just here to serve you coffee, smoothies, and bites, it, it's not to say that can't work. That is the business model of the cafe. But the customer experience, is not based upon how much you're spending or how much I'm making. It's based upon how much change we're enacting in the world one by one and hopefully two by two and then four by four and exponentially. But um, starting small is what we remind ourselves when it's slow or when we're constantly trying to figure out what we can and can't do in the, the climate right now. A lot of businesses are having a hard time and the reason why we still have a bunch of our customers and we've actually gotten busier is because one, what we stand for still exists, regardless of coronavirus, regardless of any of the political or social pressures right now, we still have to do work. And so that's why even last week we had the school supplies drive for foster kids. Last month, we had a homeless food and clothing drive because a lot of the community resources have been cut short because of the risk of uh, the virus right now. So a lot of the, the county and community employees are no longer working. And so that has a negative effect on our homeless population specifically. There's some things that, that when it's slow, we have plenty more to do in the community. So mm -hmm. guiding our, our time and our focus up from just pure business, which I, I love, I can do that 24-7 as well, but then also remind why we're doing it and the why is what, what we talk about is we can't get, they, they have to go together. If they go separate, then you have two disparate entities that may not thrive together. One may thrive and one may fail, but when we have this synergistic relationship that our customers turn into the volunteers at our events, who turn into customers and it goes back and forth that we've seen just create that loyalty and that dedication to the cause and that creates an emotional connection with our customers and our cars in the same way that we have that connection to our cause. So it helps inspire my staff as well because on slower days, they, they feel it too. <laughs> it's encouraging to hear that having such a strong purpose is holding your team together during these hard times. Do you make sure that your employees are aligned with your cause before you hire them? And how do you screen potential staff for their dedication to your cause? Uh, yeah, so 150%, yes, it impacts everyone that we align with and work with. More so than, like, I care about technical skills. I want the best product for the customer, but I also want the best experience. And part of that experience is having staff that walk the walk. and ourselves as well. So uh, the people that we partner with and have in our community and are very fortunate to have 
helping out at the cafe. I, I regard them as peers. It's not necessarily uh, like my staff. Like I, I do say my staff, but they are really a family now. We are a family at this point. It really is a family-owned business, and it creates that vibe where if something's not being done, I find that a traditional business will try to fill in the gaps from the leadership down. And so what we have is, as a family at this point, we have it so that if someone, if something is not being done on one day, it's probably because we got slammed the previous hours and probably needs a little help. So it helps us, the cohesiveness of the group, when stuff is slipping through, to, to remember why we're doing it and remember that, oh, if I'm going to fill up or restock the avocados or whatever, that's helping us get to our our mission. And it might not be directly. The avocado has yet to become the topic of conversation, which then leads to, oh, I want this nice clean avocado toast with my coffee. And then over coffee, I'm speaking to someone about, oh, they they handle partnerships with um, celebrity athletes and they want to get involved more in the community. Do I have any ideas for them? And of course, I have many ideas for them. So the conversation starters are where a lot more of the information comes out of, and that's when we become even more expansive and our impact becomes even greater. When we're able to understand our customer from our perspective, and then when the customer volunteers information and volunteers their generosity and help to expanding on some of the pivotal causes. So the staff enjoy those conversations, and that's why one, when, we're, when we seek staff, we're not looking for the most people. We're looking for a lot more quality in terms of what we consider quality, which is not like they're not, everyone's not necessarily, oh, low quality, high quality, but I do consider them high quality, but from a quality perspective, in which, like in terms of our causes and giving back to the community, and it could be something they're passionate about, and that's what we like even more. So, for instance, one of the people, the, the, my manager, she's Venezuelan, and she wanted to do a Venezuelan benefit and had some local artists and singers as part of that. So we like to support ourselves, our family, as well as the community, and it ends up being one and the same. So just as an example, we like to push our employees as well to, or staff rather, to follow their personal causes, and and it becomes one. (laughs) Because chances are their personal aligns to ours, unless it's totally off and not in the right community. That shows how making it personal for your employees helps bond them with your cause. You also mentioned how partnering with other businesses helps spread your cause. What advice would you have for entrepreneurs who view other businesses more as competitors than potential partners in sharing their cause? Yes. My number one recommendation is uh, sometimes uh, I run into some of my fellow business owners that see us as competition and not partners. And those are really one in the same in a way. It's just really how you view each other. And the businesses that the for-profit entities, I'll say, that we've uh, partnered with, it, it goes always. And, and that's a mindset shift in terms of, oh, I have to be better than everyone else versus let's be the best we can be within our scope and our resources. And if everyone's doing that, then you're only going to be talking to the best of the best. And then from there, 
being friendly to each other. That's the number one thing that we look for when we're partnering with anyone is like the moment I feel like there's a trust issue or someone's not going to follow through on what they're saying, then you're effectively wasting your time. So one is don't waste your time with others that, that don't share the same collaborative nature. And then the, the opposite is true as well. The inverse is dedicate more time to some of your friends that have businesses in any realm. That's why we've partnered with anyone from bikini swimsuit companies to boating companies and, and cruise ships to food and beverage. And it's not, rather than, in my mind, when I'm partnering up and doing an event and me and my business partner, we always talk about this is like, yeah, I got it. There can be three coffee shops at a specific event, but we're not all going to go on, go in and sample the same thing. I want to know. And that's what I'll actually prioritize is, Hey, what are you bringing? Oh, we're going to sample our new lemonade. Great. Okay. What are you bringing? Oh, we want to sample our new bakery items. Great. So then I'll do coffee then because it's clearly not coffee or if someone else doing coffee, I'll do tea. I'll do something complimentary so that the end user, the community and the individuals at the event actually get a full experience. How do you recommend that other entrepreneurs start getting involved in events in their communities and how much of a learning opportunity do you believe these events are for founders who want to get to know their cause better? You can see what's going on in your community locally and Ask about getting involved to improve the experience for the people that are volunteering, for raising money, for, for whatever. And it doesn't have to be financial. That's the coolest part about it. It doesn't have to be, hey, I'm going to pay $1,000. No, it can be, hey, this charity yoga that's happening, which is something we do once a month, at least we were doing before the, the current situation, but hopefully we'll get back soon. But, hey, what? Can I be a part of that? It's, or, or go to one. <laughs> go to different communities and see which ones you like the most and, and then offer to support where you see fit. And that's the beautiful part. And people have, at least from my perspective, been very collaborative from that. And then the commercial aspect we found comes after when people say, hey, I remember you guys were at the blah, 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 the yoga, the run, the cleanup. The, the homeless drive, what have you, then automatically your customer thinks you're amazing, which is great. Once you get the feeling going and you get that feeling of joy from being generous, it's hard to not have that in your life. I, I would like to see more, way more business owners out in the community volunteering and, and really seeing what the, the needs are because that may develop new products as well. Or that may allow you to see how maybe something that, like, for instance, we, when we develop menu items or they come about, sometimes we're like, why doesn't anyone like this? It's amazing. And then it's, it doesn't fit the, the community need at the moment. So it could be something as simple as that, or it can be something like, oh, by the way, oh, you're paying X amount for all these accounting procedures, but your fellow business owners have it all automated and got mm -hmm. back two hours a month of their time, I found that out because I'm mingling with other businesses that share my same cause. So I would invite them and challenge the business owners that say they don't have enough time to, to figure out maybe it's not a big enough issue then. The cause, maybe the mission is not big enough. And if the mission becomes big enough, the, the prioritization will change as well. And that's what I challenge myself to do is, 
If it's not, it doesn't have to be big either. For instance, I told you that the environmental friendly, eco-conscious part can be participating in a, a, a cleanup, but it can also be evaluating your supplies and your materials and making small changes that might actually save you money as well. So for instance, when we're reusing stuff instead of like even recycling, but even throwing, throwing single use away, single use is throwing money in the garbage, basically. So if you're able to reuse anything in a safe and sanitary way, then that, for instance, we, some, we have our ginger shots and our juices in glass, and some of our customers will return the glass, That's, and we'll obviously sterilize it and put it through our system. But um, that means we don't pay for the next glass because we got it back, and so we incentivize that behavior as well when it's appropriate. The level of thought you've given to how eco-friendly your supplies are is an example of how you're embracing your mission of leaving places and people better than you found them. What's your vision for the impact you'd like to be making in five years? Yeah, really in five years, it'd be great to see larger, even larger impact and maybe at a more regional level. Of, I think in Miami, we've been able to have a, a nice, very highly local impact and I would hope in five years we're on level as well as partnering with some bigger entities or entities now that have grown with us and become bigger because I think in five years we definitely have partners are going to be much bigger as well or much more impactful so I'm very excited to see how maybe our beach cleanups become way bigger or we're able to influence and inspire other businesses in other areas to be doing the very similar activities I'm more than happy to share and hopefully inspire everyone to do more. Thank you for listening to this episode of From Kitchen to Cause. And thank you to our sponsor, OrdaOnline.com, for helping businesses grow by sharing their cause.